Amen. Just pray in tongues with me for 10 minutes in our day of dry fasting. It's exceedingly powerful. Let it be a witness to the unbelievers that God is real. May all of you be baptized with the Holy Spirit in fire and be loosed in your necks, loosed in your spirits, be loosed in your souls from Satan and be filled with Jesus Christ. And then I saw this, um, I saw this, um, Glory. laundry detergent thing. That's good. We need to so be washed. So washing. But what it said was trivial. Like the things that we hold against one Trivial another. or travail? Oh, it was travail. Travail. And that's what I ended up doing in my car for... Yeah, which means birthing yep. the Son of God. And I'm pretty sure it was actually over a marriage. Good. Yeah, because of Penny's disease, we've had we've been separated for a year now because of her contagious disease. Not because of any marital problems at all, just because of sickness and disease. But it's been a year now that we've had to live separated. So it's been really, really hard and really intense. And so we're getting dreams, and we're gonna birth the new beginning for our marriage in divine health, Penny. God the Father wants it more than we do. And we have a lot of people praying for us. Yeah, a lot of enemies, no doubt about it. It's a, a tremendous amount of persecution. It's been unreal lately. A lot, just tremendous hatred. But the thing about it is, is the glory is so strong gushing out of us that none of their words can touch us. Do you feel the freedom from the word curses? you feel the freedom from witchcraft prayers and all the negativity? of all the haters and all the dead and damned in the snake pit down there just dying in sin and sickness and death and unbelief. Listen, we want to wash those people too, but we don't want what's on them on us. Jude says, coming out of the fire 
not stained by their polluted garments. Amen? You pull them out of the fire, but you don't get touched by the sin that's in their garments. The sin that they're wearing, the darkness that they're wearing around their soul should not influence or touch us whatsoever, only because the river of life keeps us washed. Trust me, it, it, more than anything, it wants to touch us. More than anything, sin, sickness, and disease, and pornography, and poverty, and all the idolatry of lust of money wants to touch you, but it can't in the river. The river keeps you clean. That's the only thing that keeps you clean. The river is the Word, the blood, and the Spirit, and these three are in agreement. First John, there are three that are in agreement in heaven and three that are in agreement on earth. The Word, the Spirit, and the blood. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the Word, and the Spirit, and the blood. Because the Father and the Son are in heaven. But on earth we have the Bible, the Holy Spirit, and the blood. He poured out His blood into the earth. His blood is working in the earth. His blood is healing the bloodlines of all families in the earth. It doesn't matter how wicked you are, this blood's touching you today. It doesn't matter how much covenant you have with fear, or how much covenant you have with demons, and drinking from the cups of demons, and eating the words of the lies of the tables of demons. Really, it doesn't matter. When the manifesting sons of God appear, it all gets washed away. When the bride of Christ births the river from her belly, travails the Son of God from her belly, from her spiritual stomach, and she births and her waters break, the breaking of the mighty waters, it's called in Psalms, the river of life washes it all away. All of that other stuff the enemy's been doing has been a distraction the whole time. Yeah. Uh, we know that fully. Why do you talk about it? Why did Paul talk about it? There's a sinless. Why did he talk about sin? Why did he talk about demons in every book? Why did Jesus warn you about the seed of the Pharisees and the seed of Herod? It's so that you can know the wiles of the evil one. So you're not ignorant. So you, most of you never even heard of the tabernacle of Molech or the star Remphon or anything of Jannies and Jambres before coming into Red Letter Ministries. It's so that you could be so powerful in revelation, you know what the enemy's got to deceive you, to corrupt your family, to get your family sick, to rob your family, to kill, steal, and destroy from you. It's important that you're revelatory. It's important that you know the Scriptures and the power of God. It's important you know your inheritor's rights. You have the inheritor's right of the firstborn in heaven. Amen. Because you're in blood covenant to Jesus Christ. Now that covenant with Jesus Christ is why the enemy is so ticked off at you. Because you believe that you get what Jesus deserves and you don't deserve it. That's what ticks off the demons. That's what ticks off the ancestral familiar spirits of sin, of sin, sickness, and disease, and the tendency that we have towards addiction that was passed down from our parents or religion. Our parents are religious. We're twice as religious. That's an ancestral curse. Now, Jesus doesn't have any curses. When you come into blood covenant with Jesus, those demons go crazy because you're about to have His inheritance that you don't deserve. You deserve to be buried under the condemnation of do's and don'ts under religious devils. 
even to the third and fourth generation of those that hate him, that serve the Antichrist, the religious devil, that don't serve in the river, but serve in the dry place of the pyramids of Egypt. They deserve hell. They've served hell. They've been faithful to hell for many, many generations. And that's what carries on sin, sickness, and disease in the bloodlines. It's all from religion. It's all from Egypt. Egypt is the place of all religion and all disease. It is written. That's what the Bible teaches. Plague, pestilence, flies, horrible nightmares. Egypt is hell. In the Bible, it symbolizes hell. Spiritual Egypt, not Egypt in the Middle East, has nothing to do with the nation of Egypt. Zero, okay? This is spiritual Egypt. This is the ancient Egypt that's now in the underworld. Yeah, even the hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics, even the scarabs, the scarabs crawl in and out of everyone in Egypt. Crocodile face men, reptilian face men, all of those wicked spirits of Egypt, everything of ancient Egypt represented hell to the jot and tittle. <laughs> it's true. And you need to understand that because that's what you're dealing with that wants to encase you inside flesh and blood, the tabernacle of Molech. Molech is living inside human flesh and blood. Diabolical cities, even cities that participate in sorcery, would encase your souls inside human flesh and blood. It's called sorcery. Religion is sorcery. Freemasonry is sorcery. And it encases you inside human flesh and blood. That's why you have human celebrities. You have, you have human politicians. You have human religious leaders. And you live inside that flesh and blood. That's how city, cities on earth are created. Well, I don't. Yes, you do. Every street you drive down has got a name of a human being. You, your city's got a name. And the only way that you don't live inside Molech which is all the sorcery of every city on earth right now of human flesh and blood because to be in human flesh and blood is to be inside the belly of the beast. We're born and raised inside the belly of the beast. On the third day, the resurrection day, I'll raise them above the belly of the beast. You're coming out of living inside of Molech right now. You don't realize you were born and raised inside the belly of the beast. Some of you realize it. A lot of you don't. A lot of you don't want to even face it. You're going to have to face it. It's all going to get washed away. You're coming into the glory of God today. Amen. On the third day, he rose from the realm of the dead. We are the third day church that rises from the realm of the dead. What is the realm of the dead? It's being surrounded by sorcery above, below, and all around. It's surrounded by human flesh and blood. It's having all the blood of the babies that have been aborted screaming on every side of you to your left, to your right, and, your, and above and below and all around. It's having all the death from wars that have been fought for human greed and all of those millions of lives killed just so some rich people could get richer. Amen. All of that is Molech. It's everything that encases the human soul and the human spirit inside flesh and blood. It's called the dust of the earth. Daniel chapter 12, in a far off remote generation, many shall arise from the dust of the earth. Many shall arise out of Molech. Amen. 
That's what's so diabolical of anything human. That's why you can't have any human fathers. That's why you can't have any human mothers. That's, I mean, if you really want to be free from the curse of the fall, you need Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as the foundations more than anything else in the Bible. It's true. I don't care what anyone else says. I know the red letters of the scriptures are Lord. It's the chief cornerstone of all the teachings of the apostles in the New Testament. It is. It is the cornerstone of Christianity, the red letters of Jesus Christ in the Bible. That's why this ministry is called Red Letter Ministries. It is the cornerstone. It is the foundation stone. It is the unshakable reality of what Christianity is and walking in perfect relationship in Jesus' word to God the Father with no flesh and no blood encasement. It's super childlike. That's the craziest thing. It's not, it doesn't sound as mature as some of Paul's teachings. Paul's using bigger words. Paul's more of an intellectual. It's true. Jesus spoke at like a 7th grade level in the red letters. Paul spoke at about a 12th grade level in, the, in his writings, in his epistles. So, is Paul smarter than Jesus? Not a chance in hell. Not even close. Jesus is God. Jesus created Paul. The issue was humility, childlikeness, and freedom. Going lower still. Learning how to have playtime. Make-believe. Make-believe is huge. Huge. Adults that play make-believe, drinking gadka, smoking invisible Jesus joints, are having their childlike faith restored from a world that programs you into the natural dimension to be slaves to money. Playing make-believe is salvation. May you believe. <laughs> I got so much breakthrough and so much revelation when I would pretend to have Jesus right in front of me. Have him right next to me on the chair. Like, it's... It was, and then it, it just grew and grew and grew until I went into... It's your spirit. Yeah. Your spirit is always playing make-believe. And all the demons tempt you in, in your mind is to shut down that invisible realm that's more real than the visible realm. Yeah. Scripture says everything in the natural realm was created by the invisible realm. Is the invisible realm more real to you today than the natural realm? If not, there's no doubt that you are completely encased in Molech. Now don't be scared by that. You need salvation. We all do. We're going to save the whole world. This thing was, is never ending revival. We're just getting started. Okay? <laughs> so there's tremendous hope for this. But if you're encased in the natural realm and you can't play make-believe and the spirit realm that's invisible is not more real to you than that, you need to get your childlike faith restored. Enter the kingdom like little children. Little children can play make-believe. They can have fun with invisible stuff and no one accuses them of being crazy. No one accuses them. They're having fun. If you are adults that can have fun like children playing make-believe, that'll be the greatest breakthrough of your entire life. You will begin to get sensitive to the Spirit. Jesus is 33. 33 years old. A child is in charge of the kingdom of heaven and the universe 
for eternity. The heavens and the earth remain forever, the Bible says. The sun and the moon and the earth remain forever. 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 So you have a 33-year-old man, a child, in charge of this universe. You have a child in charge of this planetary system forever. How close you are to the child of God, Jesus Christ, God's holy child, depends on how much you can play make-believe. Simple as that. How much you can believe in the invisible realm and have the invisible realm be more real to you than the natural. That's how saved you are. Because then you'll feel the river. And it is real. The Holy Spirit's real. And you can go deeper into it. You can get more childlike and go into it. You can get all the false, <laughs> fake adulthood out of you. It's all the lies of the world. It's not true. If it's not spirit, it's not true. Jesus Christ called God the spirit of truth. If it's not spirit, it's not truth. Nobody can see the spirit of truth. You can only feel the spirit of truth. You can have intimacy with the spirit of truth. You can hear the spirit of truth if your mind is reprogrammed for make-believe. 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 You have to be reprogrammed for make-believe because you have been programmed for doubt and unbelief. You were not born that way. When you were born, you were born in faith. You were born, you could play with invisible stuff. You could have faith in the invisible realm. Childlike faith. Children believe. And then society and demons and adults programmed you into the natural dimension and killed your spirit. So you've been programmed in doubt and unbelief in your brain. You have to be unprogrammed by the prophetic word, by the wildness of the prophets, the wildness of the river, to get you undone from the natural realm, to get you playing make-believe again, to get you ch childlike and children again. I don't care if you're 75 years old. You need to become like little children. You need to play make-believe again. Amen? Otherwise, you cannot be saved because it's only by faith in an invisible God that you're saved. Grace through faith in Christ. Christ is the Spirit. Christ is the seven spirits of God that you cannot see, but you can feel it. I feel it more real than all the drugs I've ever done in my life, in my past life. I feel it more real than anything else. God is more real to me than anything else in this world. Amen. And I guard it. It's the pearl of great price. I've sold everything to buy this field, and I guard the pearl. And I, I mean, no matter what kind of crazy stuff we have to do to drive away the swine, you know, from urinating and defecating on this pearl, we drive them away. I don't want swine on this pearl. Do not cast your pearl, your spirit, before swine. What we do cast is the sword of the spirit before swine, to cleanse the animal pig nature of demons in the pig trough and the sin of this world from all flesh, to wash your brains crystal clear and sparkling with the sword of the Spirit, the living water of the Word of God. Amen. Let it wash you today, head to toes. Let everyone's brain in the world be restored to their childlike innocence. They went and sampled with all the sins in the world. They went and experimented with everything that's in the world. The prodigals are coming home. Amen. We went and experimented to see what's out there. 
and all that was out there was death and hell and bondage, darkness and gross darkness, and we got ourselves so interwoven in religion. Most of you don't even realize how bad religion is. You know how bad rebellion is. You see the heroin, you see the crack, you see uh, the pornography, you see the alcohol addiction, you see the gambling addiction, you see all the terrible vices that are in the world. But religion is the worst of them all. Self-righteousness murders the younger prodigals who are trying to find pleasure in this world, but then denies any pleasure whatsoever. And all of them are full of secrets. And religion is hypocrisy. The only place you'll find a place that's rebellion and religion-free is the river of life. There's no other place on earth. And the river of life is the Word, the blood, and the Spirit. And these three are in agreement. And how do you experience the river to get free from all the religion, Egypt, and all the rebellion, Sodom, and all the demons, and all the sins, and all the wickedness that's in the world? You believe. You learn to be a child again, to play make-believe, and get all the programming of Babylon of the fallen angels that made you adults, that made you responsible adults. That responsible adulthood stuff is Satan and his angels in you. That's the wisdom and the philosophy that's demonic that's in the world. You need to get undone. You need to get, you need to get crazy. You need to go wild. You need to start breaking some of these yokes that were put on your shoulders of how you need to be a good person. A good person does that. A good person does this. And all the stereotypes of the images that were cast on you of being a good Christian, you need to break those off. If anything, get into some Holy Ghost rebellion against religion. Jesus and his apostles were called renegades. Renegades! They were called the most rebellious people on earth. And they were having orgies in Greece. And that wasn't rebellion compared to the apostles. The apostles come in and earthquakes, rioting, total chaos, civilization crumbling. You don't know about rebellion until you taste apostolic grace. And I pray you taste it today. And you start to become rebellious against Satan and his angels and the programming to become adults in this world that kills your inner child. It kills your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your spirit be energized with God the Father's glory, with God the Father's love, and with God the Father's word. And let every other word that's been spoken to you, the programming of your families, to be like your little family tree. Let it burn. Let it burn! So that only the tree of life remains in your spirit and through your soul. Amen. And that you would bear fruit. And the fruit of the tree of life is the anointing oil. And they will bear forth fruit every month, which means continuously. It's an ever-increasing glory. If you build on the solid rock of Christ in your spirit, and you know Him coming out of your belly, the Holy Spirit River building the house, wisdom building her seven pillars in your spirit, and it's projecting as seven horns and seven eyes slaying your carnal mind, coming out your brain, Revelation 5, 6, Proverbs 9, 1, it is written. If you let the Holy Spirit do that through your spirit today, and you go all in, nothing can stop you. That is the overcomer's formula for the world. Every nation, tribe, and tongue gets the same Bible, the same spirit, and the same cup of the blood of the new wine of Christ.
You can do whatever you want with it, but make sure you believe it. You can inject it into your veins and feel high on it. Amen. You can snort it into your brain and it's higher than cocaine. It will blow your mind away. God breathed the Word of God into Adam's nostrils. That's what made him alive. You want to come alive? You need the breath of the Word of God breathing into your brain. Your whole face getting shot up with glory cane. Amen. You need to become a Bible junkie. A river junkie. You need to become a blood of Jesus junkie. A new wine junkie. You need to get desperate today. This is life and death. Jezebel would have you neutered. She would have you weak and say, be respectable. Don't offend anyone. Don't go all in with the wine and the word and the river. Don't go into that fanaticism. No, because if you do, you'll destroy all the works of the devil in your entire region. And you'll be known in the history books as the revivalist. We're going to slaughter Jezebel into the lake of fire. The spirit and the power of Elijah doesn't listen to anyone on earth. Only God in heaven. Amen. And there is a company of the spirit and the power of Elijah at the sound of my voice that will not calm down, but will get even more enraged in the river, enraged in ecstasy, enraged in truth, emboldened with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of grace. And the river will burn through our hearts and minds and consume all flesh with unquenchable fire of His love and His grace. So that Satan and his seven mountains will melt into the sea of sapphire. Amen. Even if you say to these mountains, be cast into the sea, they will obey you. What sea are they being cast into? The, the sapphire sea, the prophetic word. They're being cast into Zion. The mountain of the Lord is chief in the last days and it's consuming the natural realm. We're just the capstone generation. We're just the last generation that seals the deal of every man and woman that walked with Jesus Christ before us. Amen. That's what we're doing here. Capstone. Sealing the deal. Maturity of the times. Everyone consumed. The whole world drowned in glory. This world is an underwater world. And the water is the word of love and grace with not one negative thing in it. It's intense. It's intoxicating. It's stronger than heroin. It'll knock you out. It'll mess you up. It'll carry you around. It'll do stuff to you that you don't want done to you and you'll realize afterward God is good. Amen. Yeah. When you were young, you did whatever you wanted to do. Now that the river's taking over you, it will carry you to places you don't know anything about and places you don't want to go. It's all about experiencing God, knowing God, knowing the Word through experience. Revelation. The revelations of Jesus Christ. The unveiling of our Bridegroom King through us before He comes to us. And right now, He's fully manifesting through us. It's the time of the bride's breaking waters. He's fully manif manifesting through us. And as we drown all nations and wash all brains in crystal clear living water that sparkles, then He'll come to us as we've conquered and overcame the entire civilization. In the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate to We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.